0: Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com
1: And now, here are the Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dental Amigos. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here, Rob, on our field trip at the Greater New York Dental Meeting. That's it, right? We're still live from New York at uh, the Darby Dental Booth at uh, the 2019 Greater New York meeting with our our, uh, notable first uh, live podcasting day. It's um, awesome. I've come here for almost 20 years, even for my dad. I, I
2: don't think I could have envisioned that one day you could be hosting a live podcast and we were, I was just running around grabbing free stuff as a dental student. Surpri- not surprisingly, I still run around and grab free stuff now. That's <laughs> right, yep.
1: Yeah. And if somebody could tell you, you, podcast, you'd say, what? Well, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so uh, we have a, another special guest here uh, at the Darby booth today, uh, Monica Martinez, who's going to talk to us about ransomware, uh, which is... Uh, something that all dentists need to be aware of and, you know, what ransom attacks are, what they should be thinking about to protect themselves and uh, insurance and, and protocols and policies and uh, things that really every dentist uh, needs, to be, uh, needs to be aware of. So uh, Monica, with over 30 years of experience in the dental industry, began her career as a dental assistant and office manager. After a successful tenure as an independent reseller for practice management and imaging and Henry Shine. She was promoted to the role of zone manager, where she led the company's digital technology and practice management division. Monica brought her wealth of experience, success leadership to Darby, where she serves as director of technology and practice solutions and leads Darby's tech force division. And uh, as we said, she's going to talk specifically about ransomware today. And now, without further ado, here's Monica Martinez. Welcome, Amiga, and thanks for being on the show.
3: Well, muchas gracias. Thank you. <laughs> hey,
2: cool. Thanks, Mike. We start with some hard-hitting questions. Uh, I'm a big fan of nachos. Uh, some would say obsessed. I call it a passion. But um, uh, <laughs> if we were going to go get nachos, where would you like to go, and what's your favorite topping?
3: Ah, where would I like to go? There's a local um, restaurant by where I live. It's called The Roost, and they have awesome nachos. I, I don't do jalapenos, no, but I no. like cheese. I cheese? like ground meat.
2: I like those too. Yeah, yeah, like
3: I I like nachos, but it works. A traditionalist, lots of cheese. I like the melted cheese. The best. Awesome, I
1: like it. I have to check out the Roost.
3: Yes, awesome.
1: Melted cheese or cheese whiz? I mean, we're Philadelphians, so real cheese. Okay, real cheese. All right.
3: Yeah, I don't do whiz.
1: So you know, whiz in in Philadelphia (laughs) is a is a a special food group uh, that we all know and love and or slash deal with. Uh, (laughs) It has a sort of an unnatural role in the Philadelphia, you know, junk food dining scene. so, uh, Monica, you know, uh, I think, you know, we were chatting before we came on the air. Um, ransomware and ransom attacks are, are growing, uh, unfortunately, in today's world. I think, you know, as technology becomes more accessible to the masses, the bad technology becomes more accessible to the criminals, too. Uh, and I think uh, as a result, we're seeing more of these ransom attacks and probably will continue to see more. Uh, can you tell our audience, and I know Paul, you know, has had a personal experience, unfortunately, with some of this, too. But tell people, when you hear about ransomware or ransom attack, what does that typically look like, you know, and, and what, what does that mean?
3: Well, actually, it, it's, it, you're working on your computer, everything seems fine, and all of a sudden your screen goes black. And then all of a sudden, the the hacker, the bad guy, uh, types you a little love note saying, um, "We've we're holding hostage your entire data. There's nothing you can do. They encrypt it. It really be if you try to look at your data, it looks like gibberish. You it's you can't even read it. Right. And um, then they ask for a ransom. Uh, sometimes it's two thousand dollars. Sometimes it's twenty thousand dollars. They want the payment in Bitcoin. And they claim that if you pay the ransom, they will definitely give you back your data, which I think a lot of them, that is the intention. And I think the intention is there because if the word gets out that if you pay them, they don't give you back your data, they're never going to get paid. It's
1: bad for the criminal business, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. But
3: not
2: yes. a good system. Everything in no. America needs a system. It's one of the things I say, and if you're a criminal, you've got to stick to your system. Right. Yeah. And you, you got
3: to be a good criminal, so you've got to <laughs> be good at something. Yeah. But, um, but the problem is, in the way, the best analogy I have, I could take a TV apart, no problem. I couldn't possibly put it back together because now that takes talent, and I think right. that sometimes... For instance, there was a, an attack, and I don't know if yours was the 400 that happened in back in August. 400 offices were hacked at one time.
1: Dental offices.
3: 400 dental offices were all hacked. They all lost their data. They all paid the ransomware,
1: yeah. and nobody
3: got their data back. Oh. And I think the problem is, like I said, it takes expertise to unencrypt. Right. So they weren't able to. And unfortunately, this group, what was hacked and the way they got in was through their backup. Wow. So they had nothing. So that's the problem. So you have to make sure that you have systems in place so that, you know, ideally you get hacked. If you do, um, you just tell them go jump in a lake. You wipe everything out and... You download your backup, and you're good to go, and right. you don't have any problem. But if you don't have a good backup, then you're really in trouble. This to so
1: these people that logged before our people. So you're saying they, they lost their backups and their data?
3: Yes. Wow. They entered through the backup. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's brutal. I have a question, Monica, and this is—we had a situation like this, and the best way I could describe it for ours, maybe it was a— it caused a lot of stress. It caused a lot of lost revenue.
3: Oh my god! But I,
2: I guess in the grand scheme of it, it was a mild. It be, they made it seem like they just locked the front door, and then they unlocked it, or we got it unlocked. And what it, it, we had to do so many things with, you know, contacting HIPAA, doing all these different things, getting our HIPAA stuff straight. Yeah. How I'm just curious. This is why why don't we hear about this more with hospitals? So they have stronger systems.
3: Absolutely, and that's the thing that dentists, I think. You know, they, there's even though they might be a multi-million dollar business, they're still a small business. Yeah. So they don't they, they deal with people, their you know families. They don't see themselves as truly being a target. But the irony of it is that they're more enticing than a hospital because if I'm a hacker, what what do I rather do? Try to get into a hospital that has all the security in place. Or a dental office that has what I want. Right. They have social security numbers. They have birthdays. Right? Yeah. And they have everything I need. So sometimes they'll take a copy of your data and then they sell it in, in the dark web. Right. So now you then always have to deal with, with HIPAA. And the HIPAA is really cool. What they do is they give you a list of things that you should do to protect yourself. And as long as you hit everyone, I did this, I did this, I have a firewall, I'm a, I'm password protected, I'm encrypted, I, I did everything, and you got hacked, they just pat you on the back and said, sorry, that's yeah. just too bad. However, if you don't have a firewall, and you don't have an encrypted, verified backup, and you don't have security the way you're supposed to, now the fines come. Yes. So they Fliability could be as high as $300,000 fines. I have an mm-hmm. office in Texas that got hacked as well, and they were down for three months, it was 20 operatories. The lost revenue, because they, they thought they had a backup, they were backing up every day, but HIPAA says you have to verify your backup every day. Sure. Well, no, but if you're not having a service for your backup, you're doing it yourself, you're putting it on a hard drive, and you're really religious about it, problem is if you're not verifying that backup every single day, the day you need it, yeah. All you need is one file to be off and now you don't have a backup. So yeah, now where do you
2: go? It's, it was a, it was just uh, such a bad experience for us when it happened to us. And, and we had, kind of had all our, our proverbial ducks in a row anyway. Yeah. So even when you have them in a row, it, it's tough. What would, we do a lot with transitions and, you know, people buying their first practice. People really buy, buying a practice is, buying, acquiring a practice if it's more, you start up your first practice, it's like, all right, we're waiting for one patient. We got nobody in the system. But let's say you uh, acquire a practice like Rob and I help people to do, and the you acquire practice, and they've done nothing, right? right. Just, they have Dentrix, and they've skated by, but now this seller's going to Arizona, and he never got hacked. And he, what would be some of the, of the first things they should do
3: well, when they acquire practice? One of the things that we do at Darby Tech Force is that we'll do an assessment for a new office. So we do a full, and it's all done remotely, so you should have a complete risk assessment done. And even before you buy a practice so that you can see what the vulnerabilities are, what do you need to put in place? And then also the specs of the computers, are they going to do what you need them to do? Because you might be buying and hardware. And then I think that would help with the negotiation of the price. So I don't think it should be after the purchase. And actually, we have a large group that we deal with. So dental and they hire us to go in prior to buying a practice because the the price changes if I have to invest thirty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars in all new technology. Well, that should be part of my price. Interesting. It's like buying a house. You sure. you get somebody to come look at the house right. before, not after you yeah. bought the house. Well, I
1: mean, and, and unless you're going to buy the house, unless you're planning on climbing up on the roof yourself, and even if you did, right, you may yeah. not even see what where the problem right. are. And yeah. you may not have the
3: expertise that. to see the problem. For sure, that's a, you can't be right. an expert in everything. Well,
1: I mean, it's not like something like you know, if you walk in, you look at the server room that doesn't. Say like, hey, you know what? This is right. we are HIPAA compliant. We've done everything we need to do to protect and, and secure our, our network. It doesn't.
2: It's not apparent, you know. Right. And, this is practice. an interesting and this is a real life thing. And because I'm a, a practice broker, I do buyer coaching, and do practice myself, when you guys get called in to look at a practice, and let's say that the owner Dennis doesn't want the team to know that there's going to be a transition, do you do this type of stuff on the weekends, or do you do, you do it all remote? You do it all remotely. It's
3: all remote. So you don't even
2: have to physically go in and do anything.
3: No, and we could do it on a weekend when the staff isn't there. Gotcha. I mm-hmm. was
2: curious about that because that's just, you know, we know the world of that delicate balance of the sure. transition things that happen. Yeah.
3: And besides, you could always tell the staff, I'm, I'm having a computer risk assessment yeah, to make true. sure that, you know, we're safe yeah, against any, so yeah. you don't even. That's not unreasonable.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. right. yes, yeah, yeah. And
3: especially given, I mean, I, I tell um, all my customers, just just go on the web and type in ransomware dentist and be prepared to have your mind blown because I, yeah, you yeah, know how you life. go down to the bottom and you go next, yeah, next, yeah, night, yeah, it was yeah. pages. Of Losses, it.
2: Hope you're having a good Monday. It's going to get worse. Just Google ransomware dentist and enjoy that over lunch. Maybe you won't be able to eat lunch. It's
1: kind of like the, the Google, you know, you, you yeah. search Florida man, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's, that's a sad thing. But these are our, you know, this, like, like any white collar crime, we've had uh, guests on the show, Paul, that have talked about, uh, you know, uh, embezzlement and employee dishonesty in, in a practice. One in three. This is all about, you know, and white collar crimes are crimes of opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if uh, it's kind of like you see like the, uh, uh, the commercials for various uh, home uh, security systems, right, that, you know, the burglar, if they see that you are, you know, the house that it's, that's protected and secure, they're going to move on to the person that's not secure. And that's really the same thing here, Monica, right?
3: Absolutely. Do you know that um, come January 20th, Windows uh, 7 will no longer be supported by Microsoft and Server 2008?
1: Which means we tell means, our listeners yes. this is big. This
3: is very big. So when Microsoft puts out updates every two to three weeks, and those updates actually help you protect, they're, they're writing code to get ahead of the hackers.
1: Security patches, right?
3: Right. So the, and so they're constantly as, long, as soon as they know something's out there, they write it to keep. So it keeps you very safe. By the way, it's a HIPAA regulation that you must have a current version of Windows. Right. Well, come you know January twentieth, when these stop now. Whatever and all it takes, you can have ten computers and one of them is on Windows Seven. That's all a hacker needs. Hackers are actually able to write a piece of software that goes out into the web and finds Windows Sevens, uh-huh. and they can enter them through there. So they they have the expertise to find it. Yeah. So that's it's important to upgrade. And then- so we're
1: we're going to interrupt this podcast for an important <laughs> announcement. Anybody that has Windows Seven right now. Do something fast. I'm going to put this in the thing here. You are just out of hand, not compliant, and are incredibly at risk without even thinking like, well, am I secure, am I not? If you have Windows 7 right now, you know that's your operating system. You are not secured. It's impossible, right, Monica? There's nothing you could do with TechForce to secure a Windows 7
3: network. Or Server 2008 oh, okay, as well. There's server there's 2008. Two.
1: Okay, so and
3: server. Windows 7. And
1: people, Monica, excuse me for a second before you say that. If Now, people will be able to find that out, right? If they boot up their server or boot up a desktop or a laptop, mm-hmm. whatever that has this, it says what version of software they have. Or they could also, what, click on the start menu, go to about. We could keep like that, it real,
3: make it really simple. Lower yes. left-hand corner has a right. little flag. right. If it's colorful, lots of pretty colors, it's Windows 7. Okay. If it's black and white, just more muted, right. it's Windows 10.
1: Okay. So anybody, not,
3: nothing, n- not too techy, and, and, and in
1: doubt, <laughs> that's easy for everybody to, 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 to recognize. And if there's any doubt, you know, you should scrutinize that carefully. And, and I say that, that's only really the first step. I mean, yeah. it has a threshold thing. That right away, if you know, if you see that and you have Windows 7 or uh, the server 2008, you know, you know out of hand automatically you're in trouble. Uh, but then you know, even if you do have the most current versions of Windows and, uh, and for the server and for, uh, for the desktops, you still have to take the steps to, to, to ensure that your, uh, your network is, is secure.
3: Right, and firewalls is one of the big ones. Um, I deal mm-hmm. with dentists every day, and so many of them just get the, the Linksys. You know, modem, router, and then they think they're good to go. And yeah. that is also an invitation in. So also when you remote in, when you're remoting in from home, you have to do it on a secure site. Right. That's very important. In fact, the Texas office that got hit, doctor was on a Mac, which we all know Macs tend to really be safer, right? Yeah. Be, but Macs and dental don't mix very well, unfortunately. But the point is he was at home on his own personal Mac, Remoting into the office, he didn't go in through a secure location. When he opened the door to the office, the hacker came right in with him.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's uh, that remote login thing. That's, that's the challenge because we're always checking on things from our house. Checking up, can you get a patient? In? Can you do this? And you're trying to, but it's, it just exposes you. And it, we've we've right. actually kind of stopped checking at home because of no, that. no, no, no,
3: absolutely not. The it's 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 like say, there is another alternative. As long, for instance, when you sign up for one of our packages, we include a log me in account. Yeah. But it's an enterprise level with the proper security protocols, yeah, so that. Hackers can't join you. But that's the thing is having somebody who knows how to set up. And we have 25 years dental experience, so we know what we need to set up an office to keep them safe.
1: Yeah. DIYers, uh, yeah, there. Don't do it. You know, it's dangerous, as in most uh, settings, and yeah. most ways that we talk about, whether you're doing a startup or purchasing a practice or... Doing sure. your taxes, whatever the case may be, add this to the list of things that you should not DIY.
2: And uh, I like to help dentists and people manage expectations, Monica. So I'm going to use a story from my life. So I I am not a cheap person, and I also am not like, good with sales. My sister always says I'll offer to pay full price if it's, if it's on sale. She loves sales. But I one thing struck me was when we were getting a stroller five years ago for my daughter, first child, so and I was unaware of what strollers cost and mary my yeah. wife who's really good at looking at reviews said we you know these two strollers bu- bugaboo up a baby and they're about two thousand dollars and i was very surprised and we were sitting i remember sitting having drinks i didn't have any problem playing for the 16 dollar cocktail that's not part of the story but <laughs> sitting having drinks i said <laughs> and you're not i, the $2, yes. stroller, I said I'm oh go. i didn't have this you know when i was growing up all the same of things but then i was lucky enough to get this as a gift uh from my dad at the time but now that we have it it's we could not live without it. We're on our second baby. We're in the city. This thing's so agile. Sure, gets sure. into doors. It's a second car. Yeah, yeah. so um, I needed my expectations managed, and I'm mm-hmm. glad I, we got this bugaboo stroller. Uh, tell me just, because if you're a dental practice and you want to invest in doing this thing the right way, what's, like, I'm another show I like the Price is right, like, what's a range of investment a dental practice is looking at? Like, let's say someone's listening saying, oh, geez, I don't have any of this stuff in place. What would they be looking at to invest in to securitize their office the right way?
3: Well, there's many different ways to, to go about that. I mean, you can hire, say, an IT company like us to just look at what you have, put in a firewall, and do some minimal things so it's not a very big expense. But I think managing it month after month after month because things change. Right. So we have a plan that's two ninety nine dollars a month, so it's okay. 10 bucks a day. So for under $10 a day we, we can give you the vi- antivirus that you need right. right the spyware the malware and all of those things we we do the secure log me in accounts but also the HIPAA compliant cloud based backup that is monitored every day and verified every day help desk unlimited help desk so printer's not working, my x-ray's not working, whatever it is. But to have it monitored, we monitor the server and the workstations 24 hours a day. And that's for the
1: 2 a month, which yeah. is... and it's then 10 what bucks a about, day. I imagine, too, though, even though we talk about the cost of what you need, Paul, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, it probably depends how little you have, right? Right. So if somebody, um, must, if it's going to cost a little bit more because you don't have any kind of firewall, you don't have any of the right equipment, like... You can't afford not to do of it. Of course, that give me form, give right? me
2: a worst case scenario. You got nothing. What do people? Are they invest in five thousand dollars to get started? Ten thousand dollars. When you say there? nothing, in so hardware. you're saying in, in hardware, the,
3: like firewalls oh, and In addition to their network that they already have. Yeah, in saying. addition to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, a, I mean, a firewall is like I don't know, six hundred bucks, gotcha. a good one, um, that's going to protect it. And you have to configure it,
1: right? So it's right,
3: right. So probably another I don't know, three hundred dollars or so. So, so I mean, under thousand dollars. So these are the
2: things I just want to point out yeah, that a day of lo- a day crazy. of lost production could be six thousand dollars. Also, a day of lost stomach lining. An also, hour. Also, yeah, right. right. And also a day of your staff being like, you know, what happens when this happens in the office? Even and I, we try to have a really great team and teamwork, and doesn't mean everything goes right, but it freaks everyone out, and it's like it just throws the whole. You just might as well just close the office because. Nobody can pay attention. You know, your front desk person is always putting in the next cleaning. They can't do it. The person in the back. And then the patient's kind of sense there's some weird thing going on. Even though it's kind of nacho nuts about this, and I tell a funny story is, uh, remember Y2K when they thought, having, so my dad and his partner, yeah. as a kid, I went in all the time with my dad because he wanted to check the book. We lived a mile away and it was a, it was a real book like that they, you know, that they looked yeah. at yeah. and they said to him and his partner, cause they were kind of slow to adapt technology and they just, and they were jokesters. Uh, are you ready for Y2K? And they said, yeah, we've spent a lot of time getting ready and we are totally ready for Y2K because they didn't have a computer in the office. Right. And that was their joke, right? Because everyone said, because they just had the book. One way to combat yeah. it, right? so, so they But they were just behind the time, so to yeah. speak, in coming up with it. But that's why, you know, even though it shouldn't matter if you're doing a filling, if you're under ransomware attack, it matters. You know, there's just a whole vibe in the office where everything's off, right? Well, you can't so, yeah. see you
3: know? the x-ray if you're doing yeah, a root exactly. canal. Yeah, exactly. Right? And the patient, t- you can't take new x-rays. And they it
2: was a cleaning visit, come back for it. So I would just say, in the future, like... Just shut it down. Just say to everyone, you know, we can't, because it it's not even
1: good for morale. <laughs> well, it's, 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 needless to say, I mean, it's the ultimate, I'm going to put this in air quotes, distraction, yes, right, yeah, yeah. you know, that our office has just been hijacked. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think, though, it, it, it's a challenge. You know, this is like another example, Paul, of talking about awareness and being purposeful. And I think, you know, Monica, we were t- chatting briefly before we came on that, this is a really difficult thing for a lot of small business people to get their arms around because nobody has this skill. I should say most people don't. I mean, even people that are tech savvy. It's one thing to be tech savvy, and then it's quite another thing to be you know, in the know as to you know, securing uh, a computer network. You know? And so nobody in the office a lot of times has the skill set for dealing with these kinds of issues. You know? And I think with a lot of things... That makes it difficult because who's going to take the lead? You know, if you have an office manager that isn't comfortable or familiar with this stuff, you have a dentist that's not familiar or comfortable with this stuff, you know, whatever other role anybody has in in the dentist, you know, uh, office or in the practice or in the organization, you know, nobody probably is in that office that has, you know, cybersecurity experience, right? And, um, but, you know, the good thing is there are people like Monica that – and take care of that. It's you know, great. this is something that, you know, you have to know what's going on, but you really just need to like hand it off and say totally. here and make it right and then they can. And then they monitor it and and you don't have to deal with it. You shouldn't deal with it, you know, other than to make sure that what's what's happening is is being monitored and and you're 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 subscribing to the service, the backups are working, whatever protocol you're getting from and your, you,
2: your you, you two are on the same page as as a, you know advisors in times of crisis this is a comedian i heard him say this joke about something so it's like when the when the dentist tries to help it's like quick something bad happened make it worse right so when someone tries to get involved in their own lease after it's going around you're like can we just do it for you so whether it's well, with yeah. hold that thought yeah.
1: because a buddy that i used to sell with a good friend you know for for years he always used to say it's not the first mistake that's going to take us down. It's the second <laughs> yeah, yeah. one. Right? <laughs> totally. It's the mistake you, deal, you you commit when you're trying to deal with your first mistake that will absolutely And go to your you expert. You. And, and patients do that to us. They say, oh, my crown is feeling weird, so I
2: tried to do something with my nail. And I said, now Me? you've made it worse. So, like, yeah. you know, whether it's the cybersecurity, your lease, your asset purchase agreement, your these, like, now just the dentist, just take a deep breath and find the right person. But you guys are like the firefighters this, where you get called in and You know, it's like you were saying, it can just be so challenging for even the experts. So that's who we should leave it to. So I I think, uh, you know, another thing that's happened, and my brother and I talk about this all the time, Monica, that some of these things just didn't even exist a few years ago. And now this is part of being a business owner. It's part of being a parent. You're a parent, you have to deal with social media and your kids. My parents didn't have to deal with that. They had to deal with other stuff, but they didn't have to deal with that. You're a dental practice owner. You know, uh, we have our signs here. R- Retired-age dentist Monica stands for rad. A baby-age <laughs> dentist is bad. You know, you're a bad, mad like us. This is part of our world, and yeah. we've got to deal with it. Yeah, you can't put your head in
1: the sand with That's us.
3: exactly what I was just going to say, and unfortunately, that's what I'm finding. Oh, oh we're fine. We're, yeah, we're, right. we're fine. You know, I've been in practice for 10 years. I've been in practice for 15 years. I've never had a problem. So that, that, that statistically me, yeah. means you probably are yes, more yes. likely. I'm, I'm going to guess, you
1: know, and, and we'll have no way of, of, of settling this better, proving this better. I be, bet neither of you are going to take the uh, take the under on this. That at least five out of ten dentists that you would talk to who say that they are fine, everything's okay, don't even know what kind of operating system they have.
3: Absolutely. Fair to say? Fair right? to say. Or, or what's going on with their backup.
1: Yeah, yeah. And,
3: and backup is so crucial. Then a lot of people... A you know, we do a hundred gigs worth of backup, which is pretty much practice management, all your X-rays, for a dollar twenty a day.
2: Yeah, that's and
3: it. And I, I have doctor. No, I'd rather take my tape home every day. And yeah. it's just crazy. And I, I, and I ask them, what happens if now you have your drive in the car with you, and God forbid, you're in a car accident. Now they tow your car away. We,
1: Where's your data? Yeah, you yeah. know? That's a hippo. I think be a it's violation. a hip- It sure right. is. The other thing, <laughs> too, is, is the fact that, yeah, my backup hard drive, I, I left it at Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd also like to just point out, uh, <laughs> people already don't
2: like us. So as dentists, they don't like us. They might, they might have good relations with you, but this happens with the targets. It creates hoopla to the patient because even if, tar- if I might not have been in a target in a year, but if I heard that Target got hacked, I'm like, it's probably my credit card, right?
1: Yeah, right. So when you say to your patients, because you have to, there's people listening, like, right? You when have we to talk about this, like, let's Not assume everybody realizes this. When there's a HIPAA breach, like, you have to give notice that this yes. has happened. So and
3: not just notice, right. You have to pay for, I believe, a full year or two years of monitoring for each patient. You've got 2,500 patients, do the math. That's, that's a lot of money.
2: And, and, and what happens is, and I, under, I totally understand the patient's perspective. They just think it's worse than it is. They've given this, I mean, especially in the dental office, they've given this exact same information to many different people. Right. But they just think, oh, this is the time where my Social Security number is going to be used by, you know, uh, another, another country to do this stuff. And that's why if you just have people like you on your team, it's just peace of mind for the dentist because we have a lot of stress to uh, begin with, this, this has been awesome, Monica. I was going to ask you, we always have like a Saturday Night Live theme here, uh, <laughs> Amigos Live. What are some of your parting thoughts for the Nacho World? And Rob wants to ha- have you share with us how we would people would reach out to you guys for more information.
3: Um, well, uh, the, the one thing I, we didn't talk about and I do want to throw out there, yeah. I think it's really, really important that everybody get a cybersecurity insurance policy. Yep. Oh. At Darby, we don't sell that, um, but that is number one recommendation. Get a cyber
1: insurance security policy. Who does sell those?
3: Insurance, all insurance oh, well, companies, say, let me just but, interject
1: here too. Now, just because you have general liability insurance, too, it doesn't you know, cover it. it. It is not covered. Correct. So this is a special additional insurance yes. that people need to have, and Absolutely. they should be speaking to their insurance agent about that. And and I'll say this too, Monica. I'm not going to ask you because I, I know the answer. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, having insurance is not a substitute for doing all of the uh, cybersecurity uh, work that you need to do and to set up your network. And by the same token, setting up your networking, having all the cyber security in place, is not a substitute for having insurance either. Exactly. This, is a, this is a two-headed monster that you need to, to put out there to fight the bad guys. Insurance and uh, and good consulting to set up the, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the network to secure it from, from these attacks. Which is That's no true.
3: different than, you think about it, car insurance, right? You could have the best car insurance policy, but if you don't wear your seatbelt, you don't have the side right, so. airbags... Yeah, your family might have some money, but you won't live the, yeah. through the accident. So it's important to absolutely have both. Yeah. Hey, um, no
1: driving down the road saying, I got great insurance. insurance. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I'm good. I to this morning with my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. i got $3 million in <laughs> coverage. Yeah,
2: yeah. Woo, yeah,
3: yeah, That I'll never see Here a penny of. Yeah. Right. So that, I would say that, and also educating the staff, um, making sure that the team is trained on you know phishing attempts and spam email and just educating the, the team and
1: you guys and then, do that too yeah you know, did you do uh, like awareness and training yeah. a, that's a big thing i mean because it only takes like the one person that clicks on the email that right. has that downloads that file and everybody's like wow boy, we got that email today you know nobody clicked on that yeah, right yeah, yeah. And you look around and you're like yeah yeah right know. you know and it's they think well i, I didn't realize because right. you know as with the other uh, crimes getting more sophisticated the uh, the the message and the spiel is becoming harder sometimes to distinguish when it's something that's uh,
3: it's real uh, or it's not. not real,
1: and we we mm-hmm. rely on email more and more to transmit uh, data and information. And so, when you get a file that's emailed to you with an attachment from somebody that you know, it's not that crazy to think like, yeah, yes, yeah, somebody has sent me yeah. this document and. But and, there's and,
3: tips on what to look for, for sure. and you can spot yeah. it if you know what you're looking exactly. for. And you know? I think
1: like you know, having the awareness, you know, which is a big theme on our show, Monica, that you know, this is something that I should look out for. And training your staff as to what things they should be looking out for, that hopefully when that email comes, they stop and they think, oh, wait, yeah. Um, TechForce uh, came in and talked to us about that. Yeah. This kind of looks like that. And what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go consult with, you know, whoever in the office about whether or not this is legitimate and I should open it up. Like, I know what to do. But yeah, because like, patients are wanting wow. passing this on to you, too. So, it's you know, it's, it's, it just comes from all different angles. So, that's right.
3: Yeah. That's right. And we do do encrypted email as well, which is important to have. So and, I mean, Especially it's, it's, for
1: HIPAA. You know, yeah, you can't exactly. just be circulating and sending patient records by email. Right. You know, and right? that's that $17
3: fly. a month. And, it's, and None of this is... Crazy, yeah. you know. I'm sure you know. Some some doctors are spending more on their lawn
2: than, very, than very something true. like Except this. So you really have to. The, 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 you know. That's one of my methods. Right? <laughs> no, uh, no yeah, security. you got to spend some stuff on the not fun stuff so you can have the fun stuff,
1: right? Exactly. That's a good,
3: good, exactly. good, good,
1: good nacho well, phrase. I'm gonna age myself with with this uh, reference though. And Paul, you might be old enough mm-hmm. to remember this, but it's like they used to have the Fram oil filter commercial. I think I remember. Yeah, you know, which was the the old guy was standing in the junkyard and he'd hold up the Fram oil filter. And he would say, you know, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. <laughs> <You> <laughs> pay me, yeah. And this is, you know, exhibit exactly A of, of that, you know, and, and yeah. it's really the cost of not doing this is, is just too great. And so, yeah, Monica, how can people uh, reach you and uh, learn more uh, about Tech Force and, and what you guys do for uh, for dentists?
3: All right. So we at Darby have this division so, more than likely, a lot of you are already ordering supplies from Darby. So, just you can ask your rep to just pop us over to pop you over to our specialist and we can talk to you about it. If not, you can reach out to me directly and you can use my email address. And it's my name, Monica.Martinez.
2: Monica.Martinez. I'm going to put this in here. Okay.
3: At Darby.com. Okay,
2: that's easy.
3: So I'm going with I'm keeping with your theme of Monica Martinez. Monica Martinez at
2: darby.com. At Darby.com. <laughs>
3: at Darby. I'm going to say. And there is a dot between Monica and have Martinez. Have margarita
2: before that,
1: talking to Monica. You will need it. CC. Si, si. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be up uh, on the show notes too. And uh, does Tech Force have uh, a website or a landing yes, page on um, Darby that people can absolutely. check out? Absolutely. What is
3: that? Um, it is www.darbytechforce. Dot com. And something that we have on there that nobody else has, all our pricing. Oh, nice. 100% yeah. transparent. Go. Everybody else, they say, give us a call for an yeah. assessment. Like
2: a diner of, uh, of, tech, of tech stuff. I like and that. We,
3: and it's in layman's terms because we understand that techie talk is difficult because you're experts in being a clinician, not always in technology. So it's very easy to understand.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, and throw on the... Uh, the fourteen dollar mezcal margarita yeah, yeah. at the end too. You need to that, yes. The digest, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, the, the doom that we are we uh, are yes, spreading like here. That. But you know, you can avoid uh, avoid these problems by uh, by planning and, and doing the right thing in advance. And this is something that nobody wants to go through.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Awesome. You,
1: well,
2: this is another great uh, golden nacho for our group. So thanks so much, Monica.
3: My pleasure. Yeah, thank thank you great so having much. You on the show, Monica? All right. Bye bye, uh, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the meeting.
2: Thanks for
0: listening to another great podcast with The Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.